Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Hey everybody, I'm here with Amber and she is going to tell us her story about um, her pregnancy, her baby that she had early and was at the NICU with him for a long time and then being released from the hospital, but leaving him. So um, if you have any questions, I'm using StreamYard. You'll have to go in and just tell them your name and otherwise we won't know who's asking questions. So if you have questions, just post them in the feed. We will see them. Um, we may not know who you are. Um, unless maybe it's a question that <laughs> how it's asked, we might know who it is. <laughs> so but I've known Amber for a long time and back in the day, <laughs> um, she was hired on at the same place where I work and I, I was trained her and we became fast friends and we've been friends since, ever since. And so um, just seeing her go through this. It was, I know it was challenging for her, um, and but but it was also very rewarding. So Amber, um, tell us about up to the time um, before you had. Well, before I had Lincoln, um, I was, I had, well, I had multiple miscarriages. Honestly, I, I wasn't aware of how many I had until I got pretty far along in a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, they never really gave you a reason. You know, they, there's a lot of times that they just, they can't tell you why. And there's a lot of different possibilities. Um, Once I had the, once I got further along and I had to have an assisted miscarriage, um, that one was hard because, you know, I mean, you, you know, you know what's going on. Most of the time you're late and then, you know, it comes and you don't know you're not any other wiser. Right, right. And you, that one, the assisted one you had right before you got started working at Master. I had that right after, I think I had worked at Master Brand for, I want to say like six months maybe, because I wasn't pregnant when I started there. Um, okay, I remember, yeah. 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 And you I were had, off work a few days. Yeah, I had, to, I was actually working, it was on a Saturday. It was the first Saturday I ever had to work. <laughs> I got out of that. <laughs> um, I guess that's one reason to get out of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the easiest reason. Um, I mean, it's hard to go through anything like that. I think that um, when they, if you have a really good OB, they'll tell you, you know, even if you don't feel like it, go to therapy as a couple. Um, I was, it was my previous marriage. So, you know, I was married and, and we should have, looking back on it, we absolutely should have. I, you know, I yeah. think it. Yeah. It can build a lot of resentment because there's no explanation why. Now, right. when I got pregnant with Lincoln, we found out why. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, gosh, I think I was 20, I want to say I was with Lincoln. When they found out, they said, you know, all of a sudden his uh, limbs weren't as long as what they should be. His long bones were short. Yeah. Um, Hi, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> 
we know Kim. By this hey, Kim, Kim, I went to the Comcast building to drop off an, some old equipment I had and it wasn't for. They tore it down. Yeah, it's not there anymore. <laughs> the whole building's gone. They didn't even move out. The whole building. I just and the, I'm like, where, where the heck did he go? <laughs> I just got the worst evil face from across the room. I'm just going to tell y'all are about to get an appearance from Lincoln. Come here. It's okay. He's <laughs> He's not on his show anymore, but I don't know where the remote is. So. Oh, it's probably yeah. in a couch. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, you're, fine. Too long. <laughs> you're fine. I mean, by the time that I got pregnant with Lincoln, it had been a good seven, eight years, I think, mm -hmm. since, since I had been, I had gotten divorced at this point and gotten with my husband now. And, uh, I think I was at about 20 weeks. It may have been sooner than that. Um, mm -hmm. that, you know, they're like, well, his, uh, his long bones aren't growing like they should be. You're measuring, he's measuring younger than what he should be. And I knew exactly when the date was. Yeah. Was, so I knew, um, right. but, uh, I had been taking, I was so worried about losing that pregnancy because I had lost so many that I had started taking, uh, every morning I would take a baby aspirin or St. St. John's. Thanks. I thought it was St. Joseph. Yes, yeah, St. Joseph. That's it. That's it. I always call them baby aspirin and they're not like legally on that. They were always called when we were growing up. But um, I decided to take one of those a day because I had read all these articles about all these women who had had miscarriages and they hadn't, uh, nobody could tell them why, but they clotted really bad, regular cycle. Well, I always, so I was like, well, I'll take one a day if that helps, which it had to have helped, but I think it helped yeah. for a different reason because... They started doing extra ultrasounds once they realized that he was behind in his side and mm -hmm. they saw fibroids. And if, if anybody has ever had extremely painful, um, lots I mean, of like during your, your time of the month, anytime it'll feel just like a period cramp, but you might not right. actually be on your end. Um, a lot of times that comes from fibroids. There's all kinds of things. You can have like extra, um, tummy fat because of mm -hmm. fibroids, you know, in, in that general area, because the fibroids can get so big and they take a lot of your blood flow growling now from the other side, other side of my living room. So <laughs> sorry, parenthood, what are you gonna do? Um, yep. But uh, so I started taking that and then, you know, they're like, well, you have fibroids. There's just a couple. Um, and I had remembered my grandma's fibroids that she said there yeah. were these like big, like golf balls and she had her history. Oh. And I, I never really put it together until later that crap that's probably hereditary yeah <laughs> um so my cousin had had a premature baby before so I kind of I knew what little babies were all about he was teeny tiny and super early and he had mm -hmm. uh, he has he so there were going to be you know I was trying to get myself prepared if there were other issues along the right, line right uh, but they don't really like to tell you a lot of details because they don't know I mean they don't yeah. know what happened and then I think once they realized that he started measuring like a month behind or he was two or three weeks and then they mm -hmm. moved risk. So I had to go to a specialist then, which is the same specialist that I had when I went to labor. Um, or well, okay. when I, I shouldn't say into labor, cause I never, I never had, um, <laughs> so, I consider so myself. Went, <laughs> so how many times, I mean, how, how many times did you go see that, see the specials before you went, um, Indy? Um, do you remember or I want to say I had before, yeah. well, then I got preeclamptic. So yeah. I'm measuring small, then I get preeclampsia, which at, my blood pressure was to a point where they still, yeah. 
I mean, they don't know how we didn't either both of us have a stroke or at least one of us have one. Right. Because I remember we were at your baby shower. Yeah. And mine was really swollen. Yeah. They were huge. I, wow, Amber, you blowed up here, man. I know. Well, <laughs> and then that's a couple days later, you're like in the hospital, like, oh my God. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing is that, you know, you can look online and see all these different, like, here's a symptom of high blood pressure. Okay, my neck hurt. That was it. My feet were yeah. swollen, but everybody's feet get swollen. You know, I just yeah. thought it was, oh, well, I'm in my, you know, I'm going into my third trimester. I'm getting bigger. Yeah. And you have been on your feet all day long. I've been on my feet you know? all day at yeah. the baby shower. So um, I thought that a lot of that was just normal. Well, I had, I had a, I had an OB appointment and my cousin come over before and she was like, well, do you have to go by yourself or you want me to go with you? And I was like, well, come with me because my neck is killing me and I don't like turn my head. So I asked her to drive me, which thank God I did because right. it's out that your neck is a sign of severely high blood pressure. Oh my I didn't, God. I would never have known. I, I didn't know either. I had never had. And they asked me, they were like, have you been having any headaches? I'm like, no, just fix my neck because <laughs> pressure is so high. They didn't want me to see it because they knew I would freak out, which granted, I don't know that I would have, because I don't think I knew what it was supposed to. So uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, is it okay? Doc? I have a pain in the neck. It's a true story. <laughs> I'm literally a pain in the neck. So uh, the whole time we're in there, the, the nurse I went to high school with, and I've been friends with her and I've known each other for a long time. And <laughs> she's like, I think this machine is broken. I'm going to go get another one. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Look over at my cousin and I'm like, I wish somebody would fix my neck. And she's like, I didn't even realize at the time that her face was like, like she was trying to hold it together. She was trying not to freak out. And I didn't even yeah. realize because I was too worried about my stupid neck. And I'm like, where, why is, what is taking them so long? Ridiculous. Well, little yeah. did I that my cousin knew what my blood pressure was. So she knew that I was in like serious, there were problems. Like yeah. I, she knew I was going to be admitted. So they're like, well, your blood pressure's high. We want to eclampsia. So we're going to take you over to the ma uh, baby mother area. So I'm like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> don't want to be in the hospital. I hadn't even gotten, like, I hadn't unpacked from the baby shower. I, I hadn't know. <laughs> it already. Um, they tested me. Of course, I tested positive. So they mm -hmm. had to, because my blood pressure was so high, they gave me some medicine supposed to um, instantly knock it down. Well, it didn't do anything. So, um, which a lot of that time period, like after we got into, after they put me in there and they gave me that medicine, I remember them giving me a catheter. And like, I remember like bits and bits, but I think the medicine they gave me kind of messed me up, but also my blood pressure was so high. I'm sure that could have probably caused some memory problems. So when you tested positive for preeclampsia, what, what do they do? I mean, like besides they address the blood pressure. I mean, is there anything else that they do with that? Or do they just like, no, you guys stay in bed. I'm, you, know? you stay in bed, bed rest. Um, they try. So basically the only cure for PCA is birth. So, um, depending on how, and some people get it, like some people can get it and they're at 40. So, you know, mm -hmm. they'll induce labor. It's no big deal. You know, I was at 30, I want to say I was at 31. Yeah, I was thinking. Because um, I was in there, it was on my birthday. Yeah. So first, first riding the helicopter, 
me to <laughs> so, okay so what was that like um horrible it was terrifying okay was it like a bumpy ride was it smooth no, you know the ride was but i had never did they serve drinks i mean did you get some no, I, think they did. <laughs> I remember a couple times i said to the guys don't watch me because they had me on the catheter with a bag and i was real concerned about them seeing my pee for some reason but we got like almost there and I remember thinking, these guys have uh, parachutes on. I have a parachute on. <laughs> like wrapped down to this gurney. Like I'm not getting off this stretcher at all. If this thing goes down, are they just going to leave me? Or are they going to hold this stretcher while they're jumping? Whatever. Well, you know, I was afraid to but fly. You no, know, it could have so, been when you crashed that since you were at this, on the stretcher, it might have been like, one of those pontoon airplanes where the I just like bounced. <laughs> <laughs> we got a stretcher on the highway here, guys. Uh, to be well, like only a... you would think of something like that. I would be just like, and it's so silly looking back at it. And I remember seeing that, and I'm like, why? Why is that? Like, why was I concerned about them seeing my bag? And why was I concerned about? Uh, but it Where's really my parachute. I fell left out. <laughs> it seems like we got there super fast, and I remember them landing, and then they had to put me in. An ambulance taking St. Vincent's women. And um, which I remember right before we left Reed in Richmond, Burke came running because he was working. So they yeah. had Benny had to track him down. And mm -hmm. I'm I know I had never seen his face so serious. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's so scared for me. But it didn't click to me why. It just it at the time, I think your instincts, that adrenaline kicks in and you're not really yeah. sure what's happening because they don't want to give you any information because they have to try to keep you calm so that your blood pressure stays down. <laughs> when we were in the helicopter, the guy kept saying, I'm going to need you to just take deep breaths. And I was like, I'm <laughs> to make sure that you hold on to the stretcher if we go down like, and don't look at my pee. Um, those were the things that I was, I was concerned about, not, you know, stroking out or, you know, any of that yeah. stuff. Uh, how early well, my baby was going to be. I didn't think about any of that. So they get you into your room. And I mean, they have a room ready. Like it's. Yeah, they you know, knew you were coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they had plenty of time to get ready for me because <laughs> they were initially going to send me in an ambulance, but there was some kind of wreck on 70. So the ambulance was like, no, we can't do that. It's going to take too long. And then yeah. the medicine wasn't working. So I was in the hospital. I made it to 30. 32 and three, 32 well, weeks, three days. Right. Cause I knew, cause I mean, we were tech and you told me like you were at the hospital in India. I was like, oh my gosh, remember? I'm like, you almost died. And you're yeah. like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't even, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's really what it was like. It, it, looking back on it, it's like, oh my God. Like I really, Lincoln and I both could have died. And it's strange you that, I mean, we got so lucky because mm -hmm. he doesn't have anything permanent other than an attitude that he is flexing on the <laughs> big time he is on well i'm his uh, first child <laughs> um, we're so lucky and you know when we uh when we moved into our house uh our new neighbors were asking kind of about lincoln and i was like well he's a preemie and she's like oh well our son is too and turns out our story is very similar um oh really wow. unfortunately, unfortunately her son had a stroke inside inside her um preemie had a stroke and um so he he's blind and he's deaf and he has a feeding tube and he's in a wheelchair and he has a lot of a lot of health problems because
because of that. Um, and I mean, they, she's, she's fine. I'm sure, I'm sure that has to be hard to look across and see somebody who it's like, I mean, it is almost the exact same situation. It's, yeah. we're only yeah. a few days apart. Um, yeah. Our blood pressure was pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And we were so lucky that we didn't. And, and it's right. all the time I'm reminded of that. Like how, how did I mean, something bad not happen? You know, right. I, and I know people who have cream. Yeah. And, you know, even though physically they might be a little behind, but the, you know, yeah. but you can tell that they're right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And Lincoln, you really, after I'd say after he was about a year, I'd say two years, two years mm-hmm. old. He was pretty much caught up, but, um, he was in the NICU for six weeks. So what was the, so what was that like, like the daily schedule? I mean, what did, what were you allowed to do? I mean, cause, and what were you not allowed to do? I can imagine how that NICU is right now. I, I cannot with COVID and stuff. I feel really good as moms because they were so so strict anyways, but it's like, you know, one little cold and Uh a lot of babies could die. I mean, if yeah. one baby gets sick and that nurse gets it on her at all, I mean, it could spread so quickly. I, oh, it makes me nervous. I didn't think about that, but I mean, cause I remember he had the little camera above his bed yes. and we, yes. we see him. That is and... probably the coolest thing ever. And anybody that has a preemie, <laughs> ask if they have those cameras. And I just shared, I think I shared the link to his on Facebook, I think. I don't know. I know you sent it to me in a text. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm checking things. <laughs> I still have pictures on my phone of screenshots that you sent me of Lincoln. It was, it was hard because for one, I, I had just had a C-section. So they had to take me in at like 5 a.m. for mm-hmm. C-section. They wanted me, the goal was to get to 34 weeks because by 34 yeah. weeks, usually they don't need oxygen or anything like that. By 34 right. weeks. They're pretty golden gravy unless there's some kind of serious health issue, which I have for sounds like three times a day at the NICU oh or in, when I was on bed rest. Um, and I was on like complete bed rest. I could not get up. To, I could not. They really didn't want me to move <laughs> like hardly at all. Um, I ate a lot though, man. I was calling <laughs> That was the best, but you know, and I've always said if I could just spend a week in bed, that would be great. No, it's not. <laughs> ever spend you could get up at your own leisure Uh, but (laughs) yeah well so they took my c-section and um they what made him him decide to go ahead and do this couldn't keep my blood pressure down it just kept getting like it it, they got it down to where it wasn't as dangerous but they could never Mm -hmm. get it back down to needed to and it was affecting they were afraid it was going to affect so they're like well we have to take it now um so while they had me open when i was at the high risk doctor who is the same Mm -hmm. doctor in my he Mm -hmm. uh, when he did his ultra he had found four fibroids that were the size of golf ball. That's a mm-hmm. lot of room for that little baby. That's a lot yeah. of room. And he said that the reason that the baby aspirin work is because the fibroids will take all the blood away from the fetus. And that's why the miscarriage. Okay, I see. So, wow. I that baby aspirin and the St. Joseph's it thin my blood mm-hmm. so that my body mm-hmm. can put more blood. To- so, right. you know, I, anytime I meet anybody that has issues staying pregnant, now, I don't know if it would help the getting pregnant part, but the staying pregnant, <laughs> I always tell them <laughs> to take They're it. They're on their own with that one. <laughs> I'm not the only person that I know that that has helped to yeah. stay pregnant. 
Um, but that is, but the fibroids were probably, I mean, they can't guarantee that that's what it was, but, um, the fibroids are definitely a big part of me not being able to stay pregnant. Um, well, when they cut me open, uh, he, uh, he told Burke that he needed to look at it for anybody who doesn't know my husband. Um, (laughs) he wanted Burke to look at it. He wanted Burke to see everything that was in there and why Lincoln was so small because this whole time, besides all the other, the blood pressure issues, the whole time mm-hmm. they're like, he's not growing. There's not enough room for him in there. You're mm-hmm. going to go early. We may have to take him. That's what they kept saying. Mm-hmm. We may have to take him early, but it was more right. like all, all the talks we had, it was like a couple early or we're going to try to get you to go late. So he has more time to grow. Not eight weeks early. <laughs> I foiled that plan for him, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Go big or go home. You know, that's how I so, roll. So did they, the, like, did they leave it up to you whether or not to go ahead and take him early? Or did they say, <laughs> no, no, they come and get you. They're like, oh. <laughs> Um, they don't give you any choice in the matter, but I will say, um, one of my very good friends told me because she was in a very scary situation of pregnancy. And she said, whatever you do, just do what the doctors tell you, because she thinks, you know, she was, she didn't do what the, she fought against the doctors. And I think she Uh, fell for what happened, which it's not anybody's fault when tragedy like that happens. It's really right. Everything. You know, I mean, it's, it's an unknown event. I mean, you've never been through that before. So how do you, you know, I, me and the unknown scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing I kept that with me though, while I was in the hospital and you know, when your kid's in the hospital, then you have to advocate for your kid, but I don't think as much as they do. So when they made, when they would come to me with those tough calls, I would always ask, would you do it if it was your kid? Right. If they would, and they'll be honest with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The NICU was crazy though. Like (laughs) they got him out and he was fine. He started crying like instantly. And I mean, we were, Burke and I both tears because we we had no idea what we faced. We had no idea if he had any problems I, they ran they right. were able to run a few tests to see uh-huh. if there were like any congenital heart problems or if he had right. uh, I think they could test low I want to say low brain function but I'm not sure like I said my, my blood pressure was way up so a lot of it is real touch and go I remember the yeah. Greek, I don't remember what that restaurant was that I kept ordering Greek food from but it was delicious <laughs> I remember that. Well, um, I, I remember the day that you had Burke sent us a picture of Lincoln. Yeah. But didn't give us an update on how Amber was. And I kept texting him and then we had body coverage in the hospital. I was like, Dad, on it? Is yeah. she okay? Yeah, that's hilarious. And that's finally, hilarious. after a while, he's like, yes. Yeah. Well, and I didn't go out of it because, you know, they get spinal. You get yeah. a that morphine to break your brain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And it did. I was like, I don't remember. Like, I remember, I remember it feeling like you can tell you doing stuff, but it didn't hurt, you know? And uh, yeah. C-sections are weird anyways. They're weird like that. And, uh, but I remember him crying and yeah. I remember Burke holding him and him like kind of, cause they won't let you hold up. So, mm-hmm. but I remember like reaching my hands up and like cupping his little tiny head. And he went, from, he went from here to here on me. Yeah. So, I mean, he was tiny. Um, he was, he was, was tiny. 
pounds, 11 ounces, 12 inches. Wow. So yeah, he was unbelievably tiny, but he looked like a regular full-term baby, like as far as his skin. Now he uh -huh. did still have a lot of his uterine hair. Okay. So they right. have this <laughs> for people that don't know this, they have this really dark, like black hair all over their body, pretty much. Um, when you get so far along, they that lose deceiving. <laughs> they lose that before they're before you get so far. Oh, so, so like I after, had, I... yeah, well, and I asked the nurse about it because I was like, he's got really black hair. Like his hair was black. And I mean, mm -hmm. my dad's hair is black, but it's like I just Burke and I yeah. are both our hair is very fair, you know, so I kind of yeah. just would have it too. Well, she's <laughs> like, oh no, that's not his hair. And I'm like, it looks like hair to me. And she laughed. <laughs> she's like, well, it's in uterine hair. Usually babies have lost that by the time they're born. But because he was so early, he hadn't lost that. And so, I mean, he had like a unibrow and like he's hair that came like, like the, he, uh, <laughs> he is fresh. <laughs> it was weird. Cause it was like, when he was very first born, you can't really see it. And then it's like, you look at like the first picture that I have of me holding him and you can kind uh, of see, but you had to see like it didn't photograph well it's hard to explain but they had this black hair like all over yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, that was I remember that um so I don't remember what was his, so what was his schedule like so like the nurses I mean I know like when I had the boys they would come in so much and say here you need to hold him here yeah. you need to feed him so was it kind of like that but so they all the time. As far as the nurses and the NICU, they're there 24 hours a day. They do, I think, if I remember correctly, it was three-hour check. Um, mm -hmm. I think when they're first born, until they know that they're completely stable, they're probably checking a lot more than that. But they have so mm -hmm. much stuff hooked up to those babies. It's I know. <laughs> crazy and it there were babies smaller than lincoln there were two twins there that were i think a pound of, and okay. they were fine yeah they were you know, it's early. amazing what they can do it's absolutely amazing what those nick can do and yeah. um, lincoln didn't need oxygen like i said mm -hmm. we got really lucky he was like and the doctor kept telling me when we take because i was like i'm real worried you know my cousin's boy was premature and like his skin hadn't developed all the way and he was like lincoln's not going to be like that he's measuring mm -hmm. small because of the fibroids not because how early he's being he wouldn't be as small he wouldn't have been as small as what he was if it wasn't so for if the he had more room he would have been growing like he should have it's like like um kind of like when you make a, a roast or something and you tie it up so it doesn't expand it's yep. kind of like that concept yep. absolutely well he's not tied up now i mean no he's growing like a weed now he's <laughs> Four years old in 5t clothes so uh, yeah and every he's tall and skinny at every all of his pants are too big around the waist and too short around the ankle i remember that yeah so it's, after it's, so how long were you in the hospital after you had him i think I, I think i was in there i think it was like four days because they had to let my c-section heal which i'm just gonna say i don't know that a c-section is the easy way out like some people think it is because it was yeah. terrifying to stand up after a c-section mm -hmm. um when people say what's the scariest thing you've ever done that's what i say standing mm -hmm. up after a c-section because you feel like all your insides are just gonna fall out yeah uh, yeah yeah it, it, I mean, I've had a hysterectomy and it feels like that, you know, like someone went in there and just cut half. They cut you in half. <laughs> like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's crazy. Well, while I was in the hospital then, so one of the really important things is that for anybody who has a kid that's born in the NICU to know is that, hi, buddy. Oh, he's very sad right now. Look, at, I, where's the remote, honey? Sorry, guys. He's still. We're, we're almost done, bub. 
<laughs> um, but uh, is to go ahead and get your kids signed up for Medicaid, no matter how much income you make, because in a lot of states, and I know Indiana is pretty good about it, um, if your baby's so early or so small, one or the other or both, they automatically qualify mm -hmm. for Medicaid. Or, so just get the application no, started? I take that back. It's social. And then oh, okay. once approved, once they're approved for the social security, then they automatically qualify for the medic. You got to do exactly. the social. The hospitals should have social workers that can help you with all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, because I had private insurance, they did not offer any of that up to me. I knew because my cousin, gotcha. they, if you have private insurance, unfortunately, the hospitals, they can't, they don't have billable hours, a social mm -hmm. worker will. So they don't go out of their way to help you. You have to make that. Um, oh, okay. so That's you know, up yourself or have somebody that, you know, have your husband, father, cousin, whatever mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. you or have them do it to, and tell them to do it. And also anybody who's had a C-section goes straight to the top of the list at Ronald McDonald house. So <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> to the top of the list. There's no way if you've had a C-section and it's, and it was a saving grace because we were displaced for six weeks. So yeah. Yeah. I was going to, so how, what was that like, you know, able to go there? I mean, survival mode. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it because your, your brain will do what it has. You get through it because yeah. you, you know, it's right. not, it's not a choice at that point. You just go. Um, mm -hmm. but I would, I would wake up as early as I could. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to pump through all this, which word to the wise, don't plan on breastfeeding or pumping or supplying any of your own nutrition <laughs> because your body's like, none of this was supposed to happen. So it's not going to be yeah. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R F-M to get started. Hi, I'm Nikki, the host of Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. I had to tell you, I have put together a list of my top 10 most played episodes. So go to my website, www.nikkiasherbowling.com forward slash my mixed tape, tape list. Yeah, it's called my mixed tape list and I know I've dated myself. However, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast rate and review it on iTunes or Spotify. <laughs> that was my experience. Um, everybody, right, right. But just don't, don't get too upset if you, because mm -hmm. it's really common that yeah. we don't get to do that stuff. We get, right. we get ripped off on a lot of stuff, but we have some really good stuff. So. <laughs>
it all balances out. But um, I would get up as early as I could. And when I was still on my pain meds, I had to take an Uber to the hospital. <laughs> now they have a house at St. Um, Riley, or not Riley, um, Peyton Manning put a house there. So here, Link, take the remote. Still, he's so mad right now. Um, you can get over to TV, darling. And so <laughs> his story is important to <laughs> Um, I would get up as early as I could. I'd get an Uber. Then once, once I got released to drive, cause I was like, okay, I got to get off because I got to get my car mm -hmm. costing me, a, you know, and luckily mm -hmm. I had a job that I was still making money. I was still mm -hmm. getting, and I had prepared right. a bunch of money back worked a ton <laughs> first time <laughs> yeah. back then too, uh, four years ago, we were working all kinds of that. So, I was, but I was able to put back a ton of money. So I was still yeah. bringing in money and I had it, but I didn't know how long. This right. Right. I would spend the whole day. Is that too loud? him playing that music. Um, okay um but i could uh i would stay there all day i'd eat lunch mm -hmm. there um i would go the ronald mcdonald house has like a you get space in a kitchen and you get like a cabinet that you can put your mm -hmm. stuff in so okay. i would to the grocery store after i would leave the hospital so my day basically consisted of being with lincoln as much as i possibly could throughout the day and then mm -hmm. i got to the point though where like i was trying to stay super late and i wasn't getting enough sleep and then i was like having problems so mm -hmm. for my health i had to then i left when first shift was done so like around mm -hmm. five when second shift came in i would talk to the second shift nurse about like what we did that day and if they mm -hmm. needed anything from me before i left or anything like that or like sometimes i would have special instruction preemies have mm -hmm. a lot of just regular digestion issues because their mm -hmm. body's not all their organs aren't formed right yet so right like, a lot of acid reflux. So right. there were times when like you had to keep him upright after he ate for so long. Otherwise he'd just puke it all up. Or yeah. they also have Brady's where um, bradycardia where their brain doesn't know to keep making their heartbeat. So their heartbeat, oh, will yeah. <laughs> which is, <laughs> ooh, that's a scary one. Um, but they have lots of alarms. Uh, Lincoln <laughs> Yeah, we had to resuscitate him, but that was just once. So uh, we were again, we were lucky. He didn't have yeah. a lot of the health issues. Um, but so what I did Bert do? I mean, did he stay with you, or did he go to work? Yeah. Or he had a hell of a time with it. Um, he still had to work because we were working on buying a house. Um, and he, you know, he's got three other kids, so he had to make sure he was still there for them and still present for that. So, I mean, he would come up a lot, a lot more than what I think a lot of dads would have being so far away. Right. Um, and of course he's a contract worker, so he couldn't take time off and get paid. Why they should give men paternity leave um, <laughs> they in the hospital. Um, <laughs> they should be able to be there too. Um, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> we spent a lot of time apart. We spent a lot of time on the phone, a lot of time texting. I sent tons, tried to send tons of pictures. Of course they had the camera. So, I mean, he did get to see Lincoln, but anytime I was holding Lincoln, he couldn't see it, but he came yeah. up a lot. The kids came up a lot. Um, since they were fully vaccinated, they were able to visit. So if you don't do vaccinations with your kids, your kids can't see your kid in the NICU. It's a rule. Um, and it's a good rule because you can't satisfy everybody when it comes to that. So it has to right. be all. So right, um, right, lots, exactly. lots of babies. It's not a private room. It's like a mm -hmm. big, huge, like <laughs> It almost reminded me of a huge gym and they just mm -hmm. had all the closet because there's private rooms for long-term babies, but they're still all in like the same big area. Um, cause some kids probably aren't going to get to leave the hospital 
and I mean, there were a couple um, of older kids too. So I think they had those, like they were three, four years old um, oh, okay. that, then, that were just really sick, that, that had a lot of health problems and stuff. So they were probably in and out um, and maybe that was a long-term stay. Um, so I know all some, the babies are in the same room and then... Yeah, it's like okay. it's like a huge gym and then they have these separate, um, at okay. least that's what ours was. I, I don't know if every hospital set up that way. I know there's parts of Riley that are and parts of Riley that are separate. Um, mm -hmm. We were at St. Vincent's Women's at, uh, it's part of Peyton Manning. So, right. Right. And I, we weren't at the main hospital for Peyton either since we were in the NICU. So I don't know what those look like. Um, but I mean, you, you have to take classes to get your baby. You have to have CPR classes. You have to, there's, and there's yeah. a lot of other classes that you can take two different types of parenting classes, like how to, you could take diaper class. I mean, they have lists and lists of classes. So that some of those were required? The CPR, there, there were three classes. I think it was three that were required that at least one parent take so like if you're both there had Burke been able to be there um, more often we probably would have just split those up um, mm -hmm. but you know it's like they try to keep the classes low to uh, so that you can like go pump if you need to like it doesn't they're not super long class you know I mean they're okay. gonna but you have to know CPR because of the break if your baby if you get sent home because your your child has to pass all these tests before they can mm -hmm. go home one of them is right. to see car seat um for an extended amount of time without having a brady um okay. and they they have to be brady free for so long and i think it's i want to say it was four days but i don't four days that's don't quote me on that <laughs> i can't remember for no, sure. i mean you have slept since then so a little bit, a little bit. And, and it's such, there's so many things that I go back and I look at and I'm like, I don't even, when did that happen? Like, I'll see a picture and I'm like, what is this from? And then I'm like, look at that picture because you're just, you're in the whole other place. I yeah, don't yeah, even I can see that. But I, so, would, I would only come home on Sunday. So I would come home Saturday night and I would do my bills. I would try to get my house somewhat together. But I mean, I was so exhausted and I was having so many problems pumping I just my body just it was like I'm gonna give you like this much milk every time you pump. it was ridiculous uh, so I yeah I I can't it was it was rough and I would come home do bills and go right back um didn't like being not being there with him but I had to come home at some point you know like I had yeah. to I had to take that time to make sure my bills and my parents had taken care of any of my billing that I needed done like other people would have done it but you you have to take that time yeah. And they call you like immediately if something happens. When Lincoln had that one Brady that was bad that he had to be resuscitated, I got mm -hmm. a phone call at 4 a.m. while oh, that was God. like yeah. while it was happening, another nurse called. Like oh. so, the nurse and the doctor and everybody in there with him, and then right. another nurse because they're really well staffed. And you get to yeah. the point where um, you know the nurses are your friends. Those are mm -hmm. you see them every day um it's i had a i had a great experience with a nurse and, it, and it's oh, hard you know, I mean, there's times where you sit and you cry to them oh, so yeah. it's, you know and i'm sure they they've seen it all you know mm -hmm. the good and well, the bad yeah so, well you can be sitting there and somebody else's baby die like right there you know and i mean it, it's very scary and that's just yeah. everything happens the way it's to though it really i really am a firm believer of that everything that i went through with the miscarriages with the issues during my pregnancy with the fibroids and then mm -hmm. the NICU, it all better prepared me for everything else that i was going to go through. and yeah. you know you don't get to see the reason behind a lot of stuff that I've gotten behind. You know, right, I know right. 
you know, I got to know why he was so, it wasn't just this weird thing. Like, Hey, she went into labor two months early. Yeah. Nobody knows why, you know, I yeah, got, yeah. so I, I was very lucky. So very when lucky. you were finally able to bring him home, so mm-hmm. what was that first night like? I mean, did you yeah, like sit I, up all night staring at him? Oh, it was so, it was so hard. I was, I I was so scared. I was so scared. And I think, I I was so exhausted. I don't even know that I really, I think it was like three, we had been home like three or four nights maybe. And I woke up because I could have swore he stopped breathing and I put my hand on him and he went, (gasps) and I'm really, I really am positive that he had a Brady at home. And I, and you'll never convince me otherwise. I know he did. And something woke me up, something in me was like hey you gotta wake up you know but he was yeah he slept right beside me and and there were I pretty much kept my hand like at least to where I could feel his side so that I knew (laughs) if I woke up I knew right away that he because that was right my biggest thing you know he was they send him home when they're four pounds (laughs) (laughs) I remember holding him and don't tell me he was so little I was like I'm mostly holding the blanket (laughs) I know everything was like I look at pictures of him like in his first outfit in the Mickey and he was like two pounds it's like that is the silliest thing you've ever seen why does that thing even have clothes on um, yeah he was tiny you know people are always yeah. like you buy too many newborn clothes because you won't use them oh he was in newborn clothes for like the first like two months yeah like, we had to go buy preemie clothes because of course yes. I mean you don't Nobody gets your preemie clothes. <laughs> Nobody plans. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, who it's would really think that? Yeah, well, and it's really strange because they say that you know having preemie is not something hereditary. But my dad was my dad was three pound. He was born, and he was born about two months. I think he was like two two and a half to three months early. My grandpa. So how did that? I mean, it's a miracle <laughs> that he survived. My grandma said that they pretty much were just like, "Here you go, good luck." Uh- <laughs> <laughs> when my dad was born. Now what's really trippy though is my grandpa was also a pre- oh and goodness. they put him in a shoebox on top of their stove and that and just i guess hope and hope you gotta the hope. best you know here you go good luck um oh yeah and he was my grandpa was about the same size too so here you have three generations of men in my wow. family that were all preemies they all weighed almost exactly the same they were all yeah. almost exactly the same amount early like that's something there's something to that you can tell me all day long that that's not hereditary but there has to be some it's i mean it all goes back well, to dna well and it's the fibroids you know fibroids are hereditary and i might have got those from my grandma but my mm-hmm. grandma didn't get them from my grandpa's mom <laughs> So yeah, they're do that. It's very odd. And I guess it could just be conscious, but I, yeah. I don't know. Well, no. I mean, it was a scary time. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad you came out of it okay. And he came out of it okay. And just cute as a bet and sweetest little boy. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not there all the time. I can say all this stuff. Right. So. He's really sweet when he's around you. Just, I you know. know. <laughs> he's a... He's a good kid. We're very, very, very lucky. But I mean, really, the most that I've learned from it is that no matter what, you have to advocate for what you, and what you want. Because I ended up with a two million dollar NICU bill. <laughs> I, can, I, I mean, think I would have started crying. <laughs> Let's not joke around here. There's wood paneling on my wall. I can't. I'm nobody's gonna get two million dollars out of me. That's ridiculous. <laughs> 
Um, you know, you, and you gotta just, you gotta ask questions and you have uh -huh. to clear yourself for, to be let down. I know a lot of moms feel really cheap yeah. out of a lot. You know, I never got to have contractions. Not that that's something that I'm worried about. <laughs> um, I never, I never had well, to. Well, I had them and they're no fun. So, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, I never went into labor. I never had to push a baby out, which seems like, well, why would you want to do that? But at the same time, I can't have any more kids. The doctor was like, look, if you have another one, it's going to kill you. So mm -hmm. don't do that. And you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to do what the doctor tells me. <laughs> He knows more about it than I do. So um, he's like, please get that out of as soon as possible. <laughs> he's like, just get a hysterectomy. Don't even, don't even mess with it anymore. Um, it's dangerous to you. So yeah. I know, but didn't you look into that and they said you weren't old enough? I mean, yeah, 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 I didn't. Um, I wasn't old enough. I'm and an adult. <laughs> I don't have enough kids. And I'm like, the doctor told me not to have any more kids. They're like, well, you only have one kid. What if you want more? And I'm like, insurance, what can you do? Yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, so out of this whole thing with Lincoln, I mean, what do you think has brought, you said the worst experience after you had a cesarean standing up for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overall, I mean, honestly, the whole experience overall, there's so many different lessons in there. And I just, I really feel bad for people who don't have somebody to call. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and somebody who's been through it, because I had my cousin and I called her, gosh, I, I bet you I annoyed the crap because I called her crap. <laughs> I think I used to it. Like, and she, I mean, she had her son, and not everybody's in the situation that I'm in either where they can't have more kids. That's mm -hmm. not a common situation. Usually it's not a problem, but because mm -hmm. of fibroids and the other issues, why? Not because of the preclamp. Um, if I were to get pregnant, I would be on high risk um, immediately, <laughs> the whole pregnancy, yeah. um, because of You'd my. Be in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I would probably be on bed rest the whole time. Um, which that, no, I would go, I would go insane. Um, but I think the hardest part of all of it is not knowing. Yeah. Sure. Not, you don't know what you're going to come in from day to day. You, you really just don't know what to do with yourself. Like there's yeah. a, where, you know, when you're home with baby, you know, you can get up and walk around and go use the bathroom. And like, you know, the first, I think the first week that I was at the NICU, I was so confused as to what to do. Like, well, can I just hold him? Can I put my hands in there? And you get to the point where you almost don't want to ask because everybody's so, the mm -hmm. very thing that anybody should do, the very first nurse that you meet, say, what do I need to do when I come in here every day? Because they, okay. want, they want you to do that because there's a lot right. of people who just leave those and oh. either they leave because they have a very high need baby and they can't handle it. So they abandon mm -hmm. the baby or they have to go back to work and they can't mm -hmm. be there six weeks. Um, so the nurses welcome your help. Absolutely. They want right. you there. Because the babies that have their parents there are mm -hmm. way more likely to get better. And, okay, and gotcha. it's, it's good for them, you know, the skin to skin and the contact and just somebody there all the time. It's proven that they mm -hmm. do better. So, um, you know, and there's babies that don't, I mean, you always have yeah. those, but, um, that's my, my main thing is just don't be afraid to ask the question that, you know, okay, you have to take them away from something else, but there's plenty of nurses. Somebody else can handle it yeah. comes up, you know, right. I need what I need to do for my baby right now and don't right. worry about the bills that are coming. And a lot of these, 
they can write all this off. You know, if you, most people, they'll bill you this large amount at the end. But if you already have everything submitted for financial aid, most people qualify for it because it goes by your income. And most people can't afford a $2 million medical bill. That's <laughs> just not, not in most no, people. Or a helicopter ride to the hospital. $40,000. $40,000. That's outrageous. Yeah. And you can even have your own parachute. Yeah. Then give me a parachute. <laughs> Wanted to know when I was going to get my helicopter because I found one on Craigslist for forty thousand dollars. So after I showed that to them, they wrote it off. I, you know, I called them. You know, any place I thought was billing me something ridiculous, like I didn't have a check to write yeah. up. There. My insurance covered it or not is beside the yeah. point. I can't yeah. pay you forty thousand dollars. You kidding me? I got fifty bucks. How about you take that? You know, I mean, like if I was working in the billing department, I think I would be laughing at the all the zeros. You know. Like who, can pay, who can pay that? And what makes that 40000 I mean, it saved my life. Don't I give me know, it. We had it, but, you know, yeah, that's. Well, I, so one last thought. So Lincoln is now four. And is there anything that he's, that he struggles with that you think would be, a, that was affected by that? Or he's just, you know, normal little kid, you know, everything's fine. Because I know he had some therapy, occupational therapy that he had to do. Yeah, Indiana so. has first step that is free therapy. It's free, guys. <laughs> yeah. If your child qualifies, I mean, you have to go through qualification, but it's free. <laughs> yeah. But he needs it. And if they're behind, and it goes by their birth date, uh, yeah. it's by their... It goes by their adjusted age, not their actual age. So right. like maybe three weeks old, but he's at a, he's only supposed to be, you know, negative two weeks old. So, you know, it's, it's, it's it out. so like if your kid's not meeting the standard of their actual age, mm -hmm. then they put them through the therapy, which helped him learn how to walk and it helped him. And I think he did better than other kids, but it just helped him get caught up. You know, it gave yeah. him a lot needed. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, get the mm -hmm. help there. Look it up. I mean, I right, right. people that you know, because like a lot of people, I've had a lot of my friends reach out to me and say, well, hey, you know, can you tell me this you know, where did you have his therapy? Because I have a friend that her sister's mm -hmm. going, you know, so I mean, reach out to people, even if you know, they didn't have a, they might know somebody. Right. Which, which why I, I wanted to talk with you about this, because I mean, I know it's a, to me, it seems like it's a rare thing to happen. I mean, who would have thought that? Yeah, well, I know, but I mean, it's you're like, recently, you're the only one I've known that's had this happen. But I mean, like, I didn't know about doing the Ronald McDonald house and I mean yeah. all of that you know I mean it, it seems like yeah and I I mean I got really lucky because I knew all those people I knew who had already been through that and I knew my my mom's best friend and one of my um one of my adopted mothers <laughs> she was like there is no way that the Ronald McDonald house is not going to take her. She called and was like, my daughter, and she got everything set up for me. I didn't do any of that. I, I had asked the social worker about it. And at the time they didn't have a house for uh, Peyton Manning hospital. So I was like staying in hotels. Like it was costing a fortune, which yeah. Liz was going to let me stay at her apartment, right. uh, which was pretty close to the hospital. But right, right. after she arranged that, I got accepted to the Ronald McDonald house. So I went there instead. <laughs> so I <went> away. <laughs> didn't, didn't they give you like meal tickets too to help with food costs? Um, the, social or how did that the social workers at the hospital can give you meal tickets. 
um, just ask. Mm -hmm. They can, they have so many they can give away each day. I mean, I even at one point there, I saw this door that said it was somebody's social worker or L LSW or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I know that because a lot, I have like a bunch of friends and my cousin are social workers. That's a social <laughs> like, I just are knocking on the door. Like, what do you do here? Like, I have a baby in the NICU. What do you do here? And like, yeah. to find, because like I said, with having private insurance, they, they're not going to come to you. You have right. to go to, so, right. which I didn't get as much help as what I could have because I didn't like put my foot down. And at the time I was more concerned about Lincoln and you yeah. get that, but it's like, you're picking your battle. Yes. Yes. But you know. you all that help, it would have, if I'd have had all that set up by the time he got out of the hospital, it would have made my life out of the hospital so much. And I mean, yeah. just call, call places, call, you know, if you, uh, when a nurse comes in say, Hey, I need you to send the social worker here. Every hospital has a social worker, at least one, mm -hmm. tell them I need a social worker because I need set up for benefit. Right. And you know, if you ask, they'll sign you up. I mean, I, the social worker I had wasn't great, but the NICU was overflowing when I was there. There were so mm -hmm. many kids that they, I think extremely busy and overworked. Right. Right. And it was yeah. just but um but there's a lot of help there really is yeah. even just mental health they always have a chaplain like mm -hmm. you need to sit and cry sit and cry like mm -hmm. you're part of anyway so there's yeah. not you know you're already and it's a very you know unusual circumstance that you're in yes you and know. and it's very overwhelming i mean and you're yeah. i mean your body your hormones are like all over the place anyway so it just <laughs> makes it even harder like so once you start to like fall off of that adrenaline it gets very heavy and very yeah. and you know i mean I just, there were days where I sat in his room and I cried and yeah. they came in and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not okay. You know, and I'd have my moments and then I'd be fine 20, but just let it right. out. Cause it's yeah. and everybody there understands because they yeah. see it all the time and they're a lot more helpful than you think. And there's still some of the nurses that Lincoln had that I talked to that I see on Facebook and I watch their kids, grow, they watch Lincoln yeah. grow and they have reunions we haven't been to one but uh oh, but, <laughs> they do have Mickey reunions like they have these big cookouts and stuff I don't know that they'll have them anymore but you know oh, because of COVID yeah is and they can see the kids see the doctors and and all of that it's it's you can make it a family there a temporary uh, if you right if you reach out and ask you right. know if if you need it, ask, because most likely, even if they can't help you, they know who so. Um, and I, I mean, and ask the doctor stuff too. I mean, there were times where I just looked at the doctors and I was like, I don't know what's going on with my kid. What, yeah. what, what are, what yeah, are we is waiting this normal? What no, are the, yeah. 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 And, um, and they would sit down with you and walk through after they did their morning rounds. If you ask them to, they will sit down with you and walk you through everything that's in their chart. Right. All they need to see from them in the next couple of days, what they'd like to see, what they're seeing that they don't like, um, all kinds of that. Um, yeah, it's, well, that's, I mean, that is definitely good to know. Um, so just, we. probably need to wrap this up an hour <laughs> we can talk all day i know you and i could i mean we have but 
So if anybody that's watching or is watching after um, the fact on the replay, you can ask questions and I'm sure Amber will be happy to answer anything. If you know of somebody that is currently going to like this or maybe in a situation where they're pregnant and preeclampsia or have high blood pressure, you know, just let them know that this video is out there. So, but thank you for those who did chime in, Kim. <laughs> So, and Amber, thank you for sharing your story with me. And uh, we do need each other in house. So. We do. <laughs> Bye, Lincoln. He's got the TV now. He's happy. I know. <laughs> He's on the remote. <laughs> you hear him laughing? He's really into it. He's watching other kids play. <laughs> oh, on YouTube? It's a... I, I think it's Hulu, but it's oh. <laughs> this kid's pulling slime off of his shirt, and it's hilarious. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Amber. I appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Hot. Going back, please. Thank you for listening to another episode of Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Please check out my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com and check out my content I have there, other podcast episodes, and schedule your free 15-minute one-on-one call with me today.